0: Welcome to episode 89 of B Boomer Unleashed. This week, we're going to talk about adding exercise to a heart-healthy diet. I'm Jerry Lake, the Unleashed Baby Boomer, and I'll be your host for today's episode and all the episodes of B Boomer Unleashed. Before we get into today's episode, let me remind you, as I always do, where you can find our podcast. You can always find us at beboomerunleashed.podbean.com. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play at BBoomerUnleashed, on iHeartRadio at B.BoomerUnleashed. You can catch our link on Facebook, Spotify, or Instagram at BBoomerUnleashed, on Twitter at Unleash one And as always, we encourage you to drop us an email at BBoomerUnleashed at gmail.com. Once again, that's BBoomerUnleashed at gmail.com. Give us your comments, criticisms, suggestions for future episodes, and if you would like to be a guest on the Bee Boomer Unleashed podcast, tell us what you'd like to talk about and we'll do our best to get you on the show. Well, this week we have exercise physiologist Cindy Gibson with us, and Cindy works in the Cardiac Rehab Center at St. Mary's Medical Center in Huntington, West Virginia. Today, Cindy gives us some tips about exercises we can add to a heart-healthy diet. And we've been talking about that heart-healthy diet and been talking about eating habits here for a few weeks. But, you know, you can't do it with diet alone. You can't do it really with exercise alone. As Cindy tells us, you have to have diet and exercise. And she's going to tell us, give us some tips about exercises we can add to a heart-healthy diet to make us feel better, have more energy, and maybe, just maybe, live a little bit longer. We're thrilled to have Cindy on our podcast today, so let's go to that recorded interview now. Well, we have another special guest with us this morning, Cindy Gibson. Um, She's an exercise physiologist here at St. Mary's Medical Center, and uh, I Cindy several weeks ago when i started coming here to cardiac rehab and um, as you know back on may the 5th i had open heart surgery and may the third i had heart failure and so i've kind of been thrust into this exercise um, uh, class here and the cardiac rehab i probably should have elected to do that a long time ago before i had this problem but Anyway, uh, Cindy's here today to talk with us about exercise and the importance of it, and some, maybe some things we can do at home uh, to keep us from uh, having the big one, as they say. So, uh, Cindy, welcome to be Boomer Unleashed.
1: Well, thank you very much for having me.
0: Well, we're, we're tickled to have you with us this morning. Cindy, tell us uh, just a little bit about yourself and how you ended up here at St. Mary's, what you did to prepare this pathway.
1: Okay. Um, Well, I've been here at St. Mary's now. I'm going on 22 years. Wow. It's hard to believe I've been here that long. I came fresh out of college. Now I feel like I'm a grandma of the department. Right. Um, But I actually lived in Beckley. I was born and raised in Beckley, West Virginia went to WVU for both my bachelor's and master's. And then once I graduated from there, I was um, doing my internship at Charleston Area Medical Center, and I found out about a job opening down here. So I came from uh, WVU to Marshall Territory. That's good. (laughs) And um, some people tell me that going up there might have been my biggest mistake, but now that I'm here. (laughs) So that's kind of my story. I came here for a job and I ended up, I met my husband and now we've been married 18 years and we have two boys and this is home.
0: And um, I understand one of your boys runs cross country, right?
1: That is true. Actually, both of them do.
0: And you're all from Milton on the Mud, right? We are
1: Milton on the Mud.
0: Milton on the Mud. Yes,
1: my husband is born and raised in Milton.
0: Yeah, a lot of good good Gibsons from Milton, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: Yes, there are.
0: I used to teach at Milton High School about 100 years ago. Oh,
1: gosh, yes.
0: Probably had some of his relatives in Mm -hmm. in school there. Sandy, what we want to talk about today, and and we've been doing a series here for the last few weeks about diet and how it's changed over the years and how people used to cook at home, and now there's so much fast food and so much eating out, and uh, we've been talking about how to get heart-healthy diets, but Diet isn't really all there is to it. Um, uh, As I've been in cardiac rehab now for several weeks uh, and uh, kind of pushing the limits on that, um, why why is exercise important? I mean, it's a whole lot more pleasurable to sit on the front porch (laughs) with some iced tea. Why, Why should we exercise? What's that all about? Well,
1: I'll tell you. The truth is it's the combination of diet and exercise that work okay one doesn't work without the other okay they're both very important I always tell people that with diet that's how you lose weight okay and you get fit in the gym you lose weight in the kitchen you get fit in the gym exercise is very important for people that have had some type of heart problem whether it's a heart attack open-heart surgery or angioplasty because what exercise does is it builds up the muscles that not only just surround the heart to protect it, but it also builds up all the muscles around the heart so that your heart doesn't have to work as hard, even when you're just sitting on that front porch with that cup of iced tea.
0: Okay. You know, uh, of course, I'm a baby boomer. I was born in 1950, and, of course, my grandparents uh, loved them all, and they lived uh, ripe old ages of up in their 80s, and one of them made it to 90. My mom was... 93 she was born in 1927 you didn't see the emphasis back in that day on exercise uh, there there weren't any gyms to go to you know i mean there wasn't all this uh, equipment how has this come into its own and why why has it come into its own, you think?
1: Well, I think you can we can say that's due to technology and okay. a different lifestyle now. You think about it. When your mom was born, she did farm work probably. Right. They were active. They worked hard. They did manual labor. They worked from sun up to sundown. And they were out in the fields. They were with horses and everything. And so they were constantly on the move. They were working those muscles all the time. But now, as we have evolved from that era, we have televisions. We have not just a telephone now. We have cell phones to where we don't even have to get up to answer the phone. Technology has made us lazy we don't use those muscles anymore like that. How many people these days can truly say they do hard manual labor like farm work and what your mom and people did back then? Not a lot. We sit behind desks. We're on computers. We're typing. We're playing on our cell phones. So as a result, our heart's gotten lazy. And what happens is, is over time, all, that art, all the, um, the arteries become clogged up and then our heart can't work because it's got no blood flow. So as time has evolved, we went from the practice of working hard for life to now we go to gyms to try to get that same effect to make our hearts better by using treadmills and rowing boats and things like that.
0: Right. Yeah, they you know, they they grew up with a hoe in their hand. Yes. And uh, even the modern-day farmer, they use a whole lot more equipment yes. than they used to. and uh,
1: A lot more technology. You know, it's right. not as manual even for them, although they do a lot more than what, like, I would do at a desk job. Right. But still, it's not the same where, you know, they really plowed the fields and everything.
0: So uh, I, I remember I would see the, uh, uh, as a product of the 50s and 60s, um, uh, exercise kind of came into its own back then but I, I have to get tickled a lot lot of times they had machines that would even try to do the exercise for you. You'd yes. Put a big belt around and it would jiggle <laughs> you and shake you around and mm-hmm. stuff you know and um, you know machines treadmills um, and I see a lot of people working out here I see a lot of people running on the treadmills and the steppers and the, And the bicycles and the rowing machines and all that. But really, for most people, it's not a lot of fun, is it?
1: No, it's not. And you know what? It is for... Well, I I can honestly say even for me, it's not sometimes. And I I enjoy exercise. It makes me feel better. But for most people, it's hard. It's like torture. I mean, why do you want to put yourself and get yourself all sweaty and tired and out of breath? You know? But you have to do it for your heart because we're just not getting that activity anymore than what we used to get.
0: I know uh, I've gone on the treadmill down here from about 1.8 miles an hour to 3.2 miles an hour and from a 0% incline to a 6%. But I got to be honest with you if I'm out for a walk, I wouldn't choose that 20 minute or that 18.7 minute mile. Uh, in walking because it's, it's hard work. Yes. So I guess the question I have is, do you need, um, uh, is it important when we walk and when we have that kind of exercise to try to walk a pace like that to get the yes. heart rate up?
1: It is very important. That's the key to exercise, okay? You'll hear me say to a lot of people, if you're going to exercise if you're, it's like life. If you're going to do something, do it. Get the most bang for your buck, OK? Right. So let's say you're going to go out and you're going to take a walk for 30 minutes. Okay. Don't just take a Sunday stroll and stop at a neighbor's house and have coffee, or stop at another neighbor's and have a piece of pie and sit and chit chat, right. and then come back and say, well, I walked for 30 minutes. <laughs> well, you were gone for 30 minutes, right. but you didn't exercise. That's the key to exercise. It's consistency. What makes exercise work for people? It's not in the treadmill or the bike or walking at the park or swimming. It's consistency, being regular. That's the beauty and the magic of exercise, doing it on a regular basis. Five to six times a week is what makes it work. It's not that treadmill. There's nothing special in that treadmill. What's special is that you've used it five times that week.
0: Okay. Um, and when you're talking five times a week, are you talking about 30 minutes five times a week, uh, an hour five times? What, what, you know, what, what is your recommendation? Um,
1: like? We recommend, and we go based off of the American College of Sports Medicine, but the recommendations are for anyone that has ever had any type of health problem, whether it's your heart, diabetes, whatever, is that you want to strive for five to six times a week at least 30 minutes. Okay. More is better, but at least 30 minutes. We recommend 30 to 45 minutes. I'll be honest, 30 minutes is just getting your heart going. That's what it takes for your heart to get the benefit. The more you do, the better off you're going to be. So you want to strive for that 45 minutes five to six times a week.
0: Okay. Uh, in addition to the, my heart failure for several years now, I've been diagnosed as a type 2 diabetic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, since my heart surgery, um, and by the way, I want to I applaud St. Mary's Medical Center. Man, I got, I got great care here. I had never seen a cardiologist before my heart failed on mm-hmm. May the 3rd. And I came in and the ER doc says, who's your cardiologist? I said, I don't have a cardiologist. He said, you mean you've never (laughs) had a heart problem before? I said, not that I'm aware of. So they assembled a a, a tremendous team that took so good care of me and the the ladies in the the step-down units and and what what have you. And I just feel so blessed to be here in St. Mary's. If you have a heart issue, I'd, I'd certainly recommend St. Mary's Hospital or St. Mary's Medical Center. It, it's a it's a great place. But well,
1: good.
0: you know, um, the um, I wish you know. And, and since I've been here, I've lost nearly forty pounds. And that's awesome. Uh, I, it's it's great. I don't recommend this as a weight loss <laughs> program, though. So I guess the question I have uh, a regular exercise regimen. Can it maybe prevent people like me from ending up here to have forced fun and, and uh, do it? So, what, what's, what's your opinion on that?
1: It definitely can. Everything you do makes a difference. What people don't realize is what puts them at risk for having a heart problem. There's certain risk factors. For instance, being diabetic puts you at one of the highest risks that there is, okay? Um, stress high blood pressure, high cholesterol, lack of exercise, okay, family history. That's not one that we can change, but it's there, okay, and it plays a big factor. Those are risk factors for people. When you exercise and you watch your diet, you're controlling all of those, okay? So what you do as a younger person is going to affect how your life is later, okay? Sure, you might still have a heart attack, you know, in your 50s or 60s, and you'll think, well, geez, I've been watching my diet since I was in my 30s, I exercise every day, and this still happened, but you know what? It might have still happened, but it wasn't as bad as what it could have been. It might have just been a slight heart attack that just needed, like, medical management, okay?
0: Well, I know, uh, and getting back to the diabetic part of it, I know... Since I've had my surgery, uh, they've basically cut my diabetes medicine in half.
1: That's the beauty of exercise.
0: And uh, it's been the exercise. I I know I watch, and I'll come in here, my sugar might be 115. They check it before, and then... When I finish workout, it might be 90 or 87. Mm-hmm. So exercise definitely drives the sugar it level does. down, does and it? And
1: not just then. You know, exercise is going to drop it immediately, but it also keeps it controlled over the next several hours, and it helps control your hemoglobin A1C, that test that you take every right. three months that gives you a percentage. Right. You want to be down towards that 5%. Exercise is a way to get you down there.
0: Yeah. And the A1C is really the number that, that you need to look at. Yes,
1: because it, it shows and, your overall control for the past three months. And
0: uh, I've, I've always wondered how that science works, you know, but uh, how, how they can go back and say, well, by your blood, I can see this is the way it's been for the last three months. But but uh, it is a good indicator, and um, uh, that 5% or that number around 5 is, mm-hmm. is, is certainly certainly what you're looking for. Um, You know, I've worked with you a few times on on some free weights and um, not big heavy weights because, you know, when you've got a 15-inch scar on your chest, you're not supposed to lift real heavy things right right off. Um, And uh, I was telling one of the guys the other day, I said, you know, when I was in college, it's amazing what I bench pressed back then. Now these five-pound weights are (laughs) kicking my butt, you know? So... Uh, Free weights, is that something people should consider, too, at home?
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Exercise is made up of two components. You have what we call aerobic, cardiovascular, which is for your heart. That's what you do on the treadmills, the bikes, walking, swimming. Anything that gets your heart rate up keeps it up consistently for a prolonged period of time. Okay, That's strengthening your heart. What the free weights do is it's for your muscle tone. Because, you know, unfortunately, as we get older we lose muscle tone, okay? The reason we do light weights is because at this point in our lives, we're not wanting to bulk up. We're just wanting to tone up and maintain what we have. So we go with less weight, more repetitions. That's why we do the three sets of 15. You'll notice that first set, You know, it's not bad. You know, you do it pretty well. You get to that third set, you're saying,
0: gosh, is this not going to be over? (laughs) Exactly. By the time we
1: hit that third set, you know, after the first couple, you're like, man, my arms are burning and everything. But that's what you want to feel. You start off easy, and then by that third set, it gets hard. That tells us that you've used that muscle. You've burned. That's good.
0: And how does a person decide uh, how big a weight to use? I mean three pounds, five pounds, ten pounds, you, you, do you start out by what feels comfortable? When you start out, What what's the suggestion there?
1: Typically, um, we, ha- we start people out with what feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. I always tell people the first couple times you do weights, we don't want them to be hard, okay? Right. We want you just to get the feel of it, learn how to do the technique, because with free weights, you can get hurt, okay? Right. You can pull a muscle, you know, you might have already had an old shoulder injury, so if you go too heavy, you're going to injure that right away, okay? So what we do is we start with what feels comfortable to somebody. Most people start off, believe it or not, as they get older, with about the 3 to 5 pounds, okay? Um, I don't know if it's been with you, but I've had people in there, and they'll come in, and I'll say, you want to start with 5s? And they'll be like, are you kidding me? No, I want 10s or 15s. (laughs) And I won't be able to convince them to go lighter. right? So I'll say, okay, and I hand them that 15-pound weight. And after, like, the third one, they're like, we can't do this. I said, I told you, we were going to do a lot of repetitions. <laughs> right. So start lighter and work your way up.
0: So repetition is the key. Repetition is the key. Uh, not necessarily um, 100 pounds to bulk yourself up. Nah, but just we don't
1: something. want that. That's for those young... That's wait, for those young guys. That's right. It. We don't want that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, let's talk about machines here again for a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got a great facility here at St. Mary's. Thank and, you. Uh, uh, you know, you've got, um, and I've been working the rowing machine pretty good uh, lately because uh, It's a good I, one. It's a good one, and I have a, a, a boat, and I have an electric start big engine, but I've got a kicker motor, a little nine, 9.9 horsepower trolling motor, and I'm using that rowing machine, so I'll be able to pull the, <laughs> pull the rope on, on that on that engine, but um, you've got lots of neat machines out here. If If you could pick... And, of course, everybody at home can't have all the machines and all the weights you have out here. Let's talk about machines. If you could pick one, mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got room in my house for one machine. Uh, if you could only have one, what, what would it be?
1: Well, before I tell you that, okay, first I'm going to state this. Remember, the magic of exercise is not in the machine. Right. It's that you use that you machine.
0: Use don't use it for a clothes drying. Exactly. <laughs> Do not put
1: your don't put it in your bedroom and put your dirty clothes or hang your clean clothes on it. Right. Okay. Because that's not going to help you. And you could have bought the best treadmill there is out there. Right. But if you don't use it. Right. It's not going to help you. Right. So that's the key: right. is that you use whatever machine you get.
0: And that's probably the biggest downfall on equipment. People buy it. They see these advertisements. Well, I'm going to get this Nordic track, or I'm going to get mm-hmm. this uh, Total Fitness gym, and or whatever. And get a perfect and body they, in and,
1: 15 yeah, minutes a day.
0: And they, and they order that, and it comes in, and it ends up being a clothes dryer. Yes. So. Um, So if you could only have one of those clothes dryers that you wouldn't use for a clothes dryer, (laughs) what would it be?
1: Well, for me personally, and what I have is a treadmill. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you why. For me, a treadmill, and for most people, most people can do a treadmill because we walk every day. We use those muscles every day. So a treadmill is good for us, but it doesn't make us feel so, it's not so hard for us that we can't do it. But yet we can still feel like we get a good workout. So for me, I have a treadmill. I love my treadmill. I got me a little TV up above it, and I go to town. Now for some people, a treadmill might not be for them. They might have a hip problem, or a back problem, or a knee problem where they can't walk on a treadmill. Maybe a bike, Okay, Whatever will work for you, and you will use it. Me personally, I'm not a big biker, honestly. Mm -hmm. Bikes hurt my butt.
0: (laughs) Right. I understand.
1: (laughs) So I would rather do a treadmill. Right. But you have to find what works for you. And when you go to buy equipment, you know, you're going to look out there and you're going to see all these fancy bells and whistles. And I mean, you can spend anywhere from a couple hundred dollars to several thousand dollars. Okay. You need a medium road one, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. You need a good sturdy one, one that has a good horsepower. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that is durable. But you don't have to have all those bells and whistles and all that. Okay, a good sturdy treadmill bike can give most people the workout that they're
0: wanting. Okay, a lot of folks that listen to this podcast are baby boomers or old guys like me and <laughs> gals, and um, maybe um, maybe they can't afford a piece of equipment. Maybe they don't have. Maybe they've downsized and they don't really have room uh, in their. Um, uh, house for for a piece of equipment, maybe they live too far to a gym from a gym to go, and I know there's lots of great deals uh, uh, for seniors at gyms it's, for joining for for almost nothing. You know. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say, and some and insurances some of, it, will pay yeah, for it. Silver sneakers. Silver sneakers. Yes, it's
0: a great program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got no equipment, no way to get any. What kind of exercise should should we do? What's, well, what's the
1: there's best? all kinds out there, and it's as simple as starting with, you know, walking around your yard, mm-hmm. okay? Sometimes people don't have a place to walk even where they live, or they live like on a main highway or something, don't feel comfortable. But even just walking around in your yard, your house, that can help you. You can get videos and do, like, armchair exercises and right. things like that. Um, there are videos out there for everything from beginner to the advanced, okay? Um, yoga is a great thing to do at home. And I know when I say yoga, um, a lot of older people are like, no you way. You don't want to see I me in yoga not, Yeah, no. I'm, <laughs> not gonna I'm not going to do that. I'm no pretzel. But... It's not, that's not it. It's just simple stretches. Right. You know, taking 10 minutes in the morning and just doing some basic stretches. Remember back to when you were in high school, what'd you do? You did like the side bends. Right. Reach for the stars, you know, bend down, try to touch your toes, you know, sit in a chair, get you some free weights, a little two, one, two, three pounders that you can go get at Walmart or Dick's or anywhere. Right. And sit there and do like arm curls, lift them over your head. And if you don't have weights, guess what? You can use those soup cans that are in your pantry.
0: Right. I know my dad uh, passed away um, Christmas Eve 2012. Uh, He was always active and always fit, but he um, uh, developed debilitating Parkinson's disease. And uh, there, down the end, he still had, even sitting in his chair, he had a little machine he set on the floor that was bicycle pedals, mm-hmm. and he would sit there and work those yep. legs, you know, on those bicycles. So there's, there's lots of things you do. And I saw a video one time about just, like you said, chair exercises. Yeah. You know, Lifting
1: the, your legs up and down while you're sitting in a chair, you know, pointing and flexing your toes, stretching. Those things, everything you do is going to help you. The worst thing somebody can do is become a couch potato.
0: And the problem with that is we're developing such young couch potatoes now. Yes. This, this is going to be epidemic because uh, as um, Cheryl and I were the dietitian were talking uh, the other day, there you know, and I was in the school business for over 30 years as a teacher and a principal and finally as a personnel manager, but lots of chubby little kids out there, mm-hmm. and they don't get that exercise. I mean, when I was growing up, you know, in the summertime, after breakfast, we were gone until supper until time. Until supper you know, time, <laughs> and you weren't
1: late for supper. No, we weren't you were late for
0: supper. Ever <laughs> late for supper, you had to be there.
1: But you rode your bikes all day long. You went. You walked everywhere. You played baseball, wiffle ball, kickball.
0: And now they do that virtually. Yes. They, they sit and, and... I'm
1: still not for sure about that.
0: I'm not either. And do you know
1: my son, they're doing this, they're in virtual school now. Right. And so they have gym class. So it came over yesterday for gym class that if you were in person, they were playing kickball. Okay. So my my child was at school that day. So he was right. in person playing kickball. But if you were at home doing it virtually... You are just to practice your kicking skills. Right. Just sit there and let them watch you kick your legs. <laughs> and I thought, I wonder that's really not that effective.
0: That's it's not the really same. Really not that effective. Yeah, I tell you, we need to get our kids back to school. But that's a topic for another day. Oh yeah, day, we don't want to go there. No, but uh, but we certainly uh, certainly need to get our kids back in school for sure. Um, you know. Um, How do we get these kids moving? I mean, uh, the problem is people are so busy now, and Mm -hmm. parents, many parents, have become couch potatoes and they buy their kid an iPad and say, you know, kid, go entertain yourself. Um, You know, how do we get them off the couch? How do we get them moving? I mean, we got, I guess we just have to take them, don't we?
1: I think we have to go back to the, I think there's a saying, lead by example. Right. As parents, we have to show them how important activity is and that it can be fun. You know, going out in your backyard and having a kickball game with them, it's not going to cost you that much money to go get you a kickball, no. wiffle ball. I can tell you, um, my backyard, it's got bases. My kids have played kickball. They have big wiffle ball tournaments in the neighborhood. We have basketball tournaments. You can't let your child sit inside. Yeah. I mean, I'm a stickler. Uh, We monitor our kids on how much time that they're allowed on the Xbox and stuff. It's limited to, like, weekends during the school year and everything. And as they, you know, when they're little, you do things like that, dodgeball, kickball. Well, as they grow, like minor teenagers now, yeah, they still like that stuff, and we still do it, and they have their friends over. But now we've, we've went on to more advanced things, I guess you could say, like um, riding your bike, mountain biking. Right. Um, we've gotten ours into running. And I can tell you, they'll tell you, when we first started, they hated running. Right. I mean, you know, they hated it. But once they were able to accomplish running a mile without stopping, to watch that joy on their face and that sense of accomplishment, it's amazing. Yeah. And that's what kids need. They need to see that I can run that mile, I can right. bike a mile, and then they feel good about themselves and then they want to do more. Yeah. You know, find kids, their buddies, their friends that you can take along and do more with them. In the summertime, get out and enjoy nature. We live in West Virginia, most right. of us, you know. In Ohio, where there are multiple state parks, there's beautiful landscaping. You can go hiking. You can go swimming. You can go to the lakes. You know, get out. Get them outside. Get them moving. Don't let them sit in that house. Right. And that's on us, I think, as parents. Because, like you said, we're tired. We're busy. But it's just about prioritizing, I
0: think. We, um, uh, my grandkids up in northern Ohio, they they are very limited on the technology that they can absorb and Mm -hmm. they get out and they um, they hike, they uh, backpack. Um, Now this COVID thing has really hampered a lot of that stuff. Like my grandson was in jujitsu about four days a week and I mean just really um, loved it and and the other kids were uh, you know doing their thing too but you know This lack of contact now uh, is kind of driving these kids to the couch.
1: I know, and that's sad. Yeah, it is. You know, it's sad. But, you know, even with this COVID and everything, you can get outside. Right. You know, a basketball hoop, a hula hoop. Right. you You know, I've sent my kids out, and when they've been in too long, I'm like, I don't care. Just get out, sit there, and dribble a basketball. Right. You know, jump rope, hula hoop.
0: When I was a kid, I didn't have any brothers and sisters, so I was the only child. And I wasn't spoiled, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> I would spend a lot of times hours playing home run derby with a wiffle ball That's by myself. Right. yes. Just toss it up and hit toss it. Toss
1: it, hit it. Run,
0: get it, come back, try to hit it yes. again, you know. and uh, But uh, but they just need to do that. And, and Grandma and Grandpa, we need to get off the couch. We need to do all this stuff. and. And hopefully, if if people move and get active, mm-hmm. they don't end up here for forced fun. And 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 I have I have enjoyed my time here, and you all are just great. Well, and thank I, you. We I
1: try to make it fun because we know you don't. Right. You know this is not something you would choose to do, and that right. you come when you're at a time in your life when you've been sick and right. you're kind of down. And that's the joy for us right. is that we see you on that first day. And we see you on that last day, 36 sessions later. And right. we see the improvement in you. We see how good you look, how much more energy you have, how you're ready to go out there and do things. Oh, yeah. And to us, that's what makes it worthwhile.
0: Every time somebody sees me says, man, you look good. Your color's good. You're good. I said, I feel great. And I, and I feel, now I, I, you know, I didn't have any warning signs that I recognized. Now, if I had been smart enough to recognize, And for you boomers out there listening, this might be something you might want to take notice of. I just chalked it up to being old and fat. But when we'd get out and walk, I'd get out of breath. Yes,
1: that's a common. And
0: uh, I didn't have any chest pains. I didn't have any elephant on the chest, no pain down the arm. Um, But I would get out and walk. And I'd tell my wife, say, slow down a little bit, or let me rest for just a minute and really didn't recognize that as a symptom of of an impending heart failure. So if somebody is that way, you know, maybe they need to do a little preemptive strike and say, hey, doc, you might want to give me a stress test or something like that. you You
1: know, like you said, you thought, oh, I'm just getting older, I've gained some weight. That's why I'm tired and I'm short of breath. But the thing is, is listen to your body. Believe it or not, your body tells you Everything you need to know. Right. You know, you didn't have the typical signs. Believe it or not, a good bit of people don't. Right. You know, um, some people come in, like you said, they have the chest pain or the elephant on the chest. Some people come in with pain down the arm, especially the left arm. Some people come in with like pain in between the shoulder blades. Some people come in or they go to their dentist because they think they got a bad tooth because their jaw's hurting them. Right other people come in like you did with just shortness of breath, tiredness, right. you know? So everybody is different on what what brings them in, but the key is this, know what when you look back, know what brought you in because if something else is going to happen, guess what? Most likely it will present the same way. Right. And now you know what your red flags are. You right. know when those warning bells go off. Right. All right, I'm not going to be hard-headed, I'm not going to be stubborn. It's time to call the doctor.
0: get this checked out. That's right. Well, Cindy, we've just about run out of time here, but I tell you what, it's been, uh, been great being with you today and, and getting this information you've shared. Uh, in a wrap-up here, if you had one thing, one thing to leave to my baby boomers out there, to anybody, they don't want to be a baby boomer, but talk to us old folks and other folks. Um, if you had one thing you could, uh, you could leave with us, what would it be?
1: one thing. Enjoy your life. Enjoy get your up, life. get moving. Yep. Don't have a good relationship with your remote control and recliner. Yep. Enjoy life. Life is short.
0: Amen. Well, listen, Cindy, thanks again. And uh, Thank maybe we you. can do this again someday. I certainly appreciate you coming in.
1: I have really enjoyed this. Okay. You have made me feel very comfortable and it's been a pleasure. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed our interview with Cindy Gibson there and that you picked up a few tips to make your lifestyle a little healthier. Uh, We certainly enjoyed having her on the podcast today. Now, next week, we'll be talking with Cabell County Schools Director of Food Services, Rhonda McCoy, about changes in school food service over the years. The school cafeteria today is not what it was when we went to school. And also, we'll talk a little bit about how this pandemic has affected meal delivery to our students. Well, I certainly hope you'll join us for that episode. But until then, want you to have a great week and may God bless each and every one of you. Goodbye. <music>